This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condes Presley, and we are mere hours away from Election Day. What we're going to do in our time today is provide you with some very basic but necessary information, what you need to know if you cast a ballot early, because early voting ended on Friday, and what you need to know in advance of going to the polls on Tuesday. Our guest is Tracy Atkinson. She is the president of the League of Women Voters. The League of Women Voters has a storied 98-year history of service to voters in our state. Tracy, thanks for coming in today to get voters ready, those who have not already early voted, uh, to vote on Tuesday. Welcome. Thank you. So, First, let's talk about early voting. It was uh, limited in the first week, expanded the next week, wrapped up on Friday. And in the state of Georgia, turnout has been significant. Yes, we are over one million voters and a significant amount of those voters were first time. So that 259,000 increase in registered voters in Georgia really uh, showed up at the polls. Tracy, people hear things about a provisional ballot. Can you explain to us what that is? Sure. A provisional ballot is a paper ballot provided to you that you can lawfully request and fill out when you go to the polls. Now, you also get a paper ballot when you request an absentee ballot, uh, but a provisional ballot is one requested at the polls uh, you can when you're voting early or on election day. I know I was visiting your website, and there are basically you guys say five things that you want voters to know before Tuesday. Number one, show up to vote at the right precinct. Why is that so important? I mean, obviously it's important, but do precincts change that frequently? Is my question. They can. Your precinct can change because you moved. Your precinct could have been closed. Uh, and then therefore subsequently would change. So you need to know before you go where you're going to cast your ballot because if you get there and that's not the correct precinct for you, you will be directed to the one that is correct for you. So if you're close to 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. in the city of Atlanta, then uh, you will be pressed for time to get to your correct polling place. So we are encouraging you to visit vote411.org and check your polling place. Know where you need to go vote. Even if you've been voting there for 15 years, check because it could have changed. If you're in line at 7 p.m. or in the city of Atlanta at 8 p.m., you still will be able to cast a ballot? Yes, Stay in line. You are entitled to still vote. So get in line before 7 or 8 and uh, stay in line, go inside and cast your ballot. Are people allowed to take time off from work to go and vote? You have to check with your uh, employer's policy. Most employers do allow you to get off early or come in late. The other thing on your list of things that you want to make sure voters remember to do on Tuesday, bring identification. Bring your photo ID, government-issued photo ID. Why is that important? If you show up with the wrong ID, you will not be able to cast your ballot. So you really want to bring the correct ID to vote. And there is a list on the Secretary of State's website, sos.ga.gov, of acceptable ID. 
So even if it's expired, you can bring your driver's license. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, as you've said, a photo ID issued by a state or federal government agency. Mm-hmm. You've got a valid passport. Mm-hmm. Uh, an employee ID containing your picture issued by any branch department agency entity. So this is if you're a government worker. Mm-hmm. So you work for the state, you work for the county. Your military ID card for Native Americans, a valid tribal ID card. And if you don't have any of those, then the state will get you one. But chances are Monday is going to be a real tight turnaround to get that done if you don't already have a driver's license. Exactly. So take that driver's license. And then the other thing you guys talk about is the importance of getting a ballot. What do you mean by that? If you have any challenges when you get to the polls, request a provisional ballot, which would be the paper ballot, and um, go ahead and cast your vote. And then whatever the issue may have been, make sure you get to your local board of uh, elections office and rectify the issue. If they needed a copy of your photo ID to process your registration, or if your registration was pending for some other reason, you didn't sign, or because of this exact match law, um, there was a hyphen, you forgot the hyphen, Tracy Watson Atkinson, I forgot my hyphen, it's on my driver's license, but I didn't put it on my voter registration. So if you have any problems. Something as small as that could be an issue? As small as that. Talk to us a little bit more about this exact match law as the league has interpreted it. If uh, your name is Thomas on your, Thomas Brown on your license, but you put Tom Brown on your voter registration application, it could be pending. And you are supposed to be notified if your application is pending. And there is a place on the Secretary of State's website where you can go and check and see if your registration is pending in that 53,000. And you should be able to rectify the problem and still go vote. So there is a burden on, on citizens who have registered to vote. Make sure that your status Check your status, make sure you're registered, know your polling place, and know who you're going to vote for. So you can go to vote411.org and see every race that will be on your ballot, as well as the constitutional amendments. And you can see, for the candidates that were able to respond to our survey, you can see where they're at, what their values are and if they align with your values and whether or not you want to vote for them. And you can print your ballot. And take it with you to the polls because I don't know about you, but I may not be able to memorize 22 names <laughs> uh, when, when I get ready to go to the polls. So you can print it and take it with you and go cast your ballot. I want to go back to this question of the, the 53,000 voter registrations that are currently pending. And the fact that you just said that the the onus is on the citizen, on the voter, to to stay on the county and follow up and see what their status is going into Tuesday. Is it possible that with the growing diversity of especially the metropolitan Atlanta communities in the state of Georgia, that I've filled out by hand my voter registration information on a form and then I turn it in and then somebody in the office there could be a typo, yes. which could really cause a voter a problem. Is that likely some of the challenges voters are seeing? Unfortunately, yes. That can can very easily happen, especially uh, with the diversity we have here in Georgia. Um, English is not the first 
language for um, a lot of our citizens here who want to register and vote. And the League actually has a um, project, the New Americans Project, where we go every week to um, Tucker to the um, I can't think of the name of the office. The naturalization ceremonies? Yes, the naturalization ceremonies. I was trying to think of the name of the office, NCIS, but um, and register new voters as soon as they come out from their ceremony becoming a U.S. citizen, naturalized citizen. We register them to vote, those that choose to register. So hand handwriting can be an issue. Signatures can be an issue, just like um, with the ballots that, are have been rejected in Gwinnett County that disproportionately affected Asian Americans um, because in their culture they don't have the equivalent of a signature block. So thankfully a judge ruled the judge ruled in favor of continuing their um, back to for their ballots to count. But there's also more that um, that judge is expected to rule on in terms of in, in that case. So we've talked about going to the right precinct, making sure you have a valid government issued photo ID, voting, asking for help if you need it, talking about the diversity of our state. If English is not mm-hmm. your first language, but perhaps is your second language, is a voter allowed to bring a translator with him or her to the machine as they read to make sure that they are interpreting everything correctly so that they cast the ballot that they intend to cast? Absolutely. And um, in Gwinnett County, Galeo, an organization called Galeo, uh, advocated and won for uh, the right for ballots to be in other languages, particularly Spanish. But you still have the right to bring a translator with you or request a a translator. Not every polling precinct may not have that, but um, some do in areas with a heavy population. However, uh, if you bring some someone with you, an interpreter with you, especially for these constitutional amendments, um, they can go to the voting booth with you and help you help translate the, the narrative. Uh, but talking about it in line came up as an issue in a lawsuit in Gwinnett County. So apparently, as I understand it, they need to be, it needs to be at the voting booth and not in line. For our listeners who may not be familiar with the League of Women Voters, tell us, do you guys endorse folks or opine on issues? We are a, the League of Women Voters is a nonpartisan political organization. Well, how can we be political and nonpartisan? We do not support or oppose any candidate or party, our mission is to empower voters and defend our democracy. So we register voters and we work to educate voters. We don't tell you how to vote when you go in the booth. That is your decision. So I work alongside Democrats, Republicans, uh, Libertarians, whoever wants to join the League of Women Voters, male, female, black, white, Hispanic, any Whatever background, the more diversity, the better. That's what makes America great. What should a voter do if he or she should encounter a problem on Tuesday? If you encounter a problem, uh, request a provisional ballot, cast your ballot, 
go see about the problem. But before you leave, please take the time to call the Election Protection Hotline, 866-MY-VOTE-1, my vote and the number one, or 866-OUR-VOTE, so that they can log the specific issue at the specific polling place so that we can look at the data later and see if there's any trending problems and see if policy needs to change or um, a potential perspective um, change in legislation needs to happen to address a larger problem. Those numbers again, and we'll repeat them by the end of the program to 866-MY-VOTE and the number one, or 866-OUR-VOTE. Uh, we're joined by Tracy Atkinson. She is the president of the Georgia League of Women Voters. Let's talk a little bit about these amendments. Who writes these questions that show up on the ballot every election cycle? Our state legislators write them. Um, I don't know specifically for these who wrote what, but they originate at state level within our government. So let's, and I know you said there's a the League of Women Voters website that breaks all of these things down. Share that website address again for us. Vote411.org. That's if you want to get super schooled before Tuesday, but we'll, we'll, We'll touch each one of these. Amendment one, it's a, been described to me as a conservation amendment. Yes, it is to preserve and protect land for conservation. And I guess one of the pros is it will, that funding that's set aside for that cannot be kicked back to or diverted to the general fund if other things are needed. It stays allocated to preservation of our land. Amendment one. Amendment two has something to do with business courts, I believe I read. Yes, the creation of business courts. Now, what is in English? What is that? Uh, this is where matters, legal matters uh, concerning business would take care, would be taken care of in this court specifically, which would possibly alleviate backlog in our other state court or in our other courts. So that is a pro that I hear. Um, a con that I hear is that these, the judges that would preside over these business courts would be appointed by the governor. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, um, but whatever party in power, those, um, those appointed judges would carry those, those values, could carry those values um, into the courts. So that's the business courts for Amendment 2. And, business, and these, again, to handle business-related disputes. Yes. And mm-hmm. to take those off of the, I don't know, the regular courts, courts mm-hmm. stuff, the crime stuff and whatever is yes. being ha- adjudicated in state court mm-hmm. regularly. Yes. Okay, so that's two. Amendment three. This has something to do with trees, right? Forest land. And uh, as I read it, it changes which lands would go into conservation agreement very hard to understand and it gets into do, do those acreage. people write these laws do that on purpose <laughs> don't they know a confused mind I, says no I, exactly <laughs> exactly if it's too hard to understand how can i really cast an informed vote so i encourage everyone go to vote411.org before tuesday sit down read it you can access it on your phone 
um, because it actually gets into appraising the land in 159 counties in Georgia. That sounds like it's really literally in the weeds in of, a, the of weeds. a question. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, pun was fully intended there for me anyway. So that's three. So that's three. It, again, we can read more about that. Mm-hmm. Amendment four people will be familiar with because there has been a tremendous amount of advertising in support of something called Marcy's Law. Yes, and, and this is being touted as um, legislation that would which would support or help increase victims' rights. And the, the commercials that you see, the ads that you see are really pulling on the heartstrings of citizens, and um, it proposes, like I said, to allow victims to be notified when their attacker is released. Um, from so it sh- essentially, it shifts the accountability because we were talking before the show began, and you said that many of the provisions for what Marcy's Law would provide for already exist, correct? Yes, we have due process. And um, as I understand it, a lot of the information is already available. So it kind of shifts the burden from me having, as a victim, having to find out where my attacker is or was in the system to um, being notified. And I I don't know all the particulars, but I know that the ACLU has come out against this this measure. So definitely read up on it and see where you stand. Definitely vote your values um, because it may look, and I'm not just talking about this one, all the amendments, may look one way or they may say one thing that is uh, potentially good about the legislation, but there may be more behind it that may bring some changes that could be unwanted changes. Could be unwanted. And then last but certainly not least, Amendment 5 is a question about uh, SPLOST votes, supplemental special purpose local option sales tax votes for education in our local counties. Mm -hmm. So... As it stands now, our larger school districts um, have to confer with the smaller, like the cities, the municipalities, school districts, when they want to go after a tax splash. And I'm really summarizing it here, high level. This amendment would change that to where the larger, the largest district could go after the tax splash without getting or notifying the smallers. So they would still get the potential funding if the, if the SPLOS passed, um, but this changes whether or not they have to be notified and in agreement uh, with it. Again, it's very important for citizens, voters, to read a little more and have some decisions made in advance of standing in line. Do you think we've seen extraordinary lines in many of the precincts uh, around the state during the early voting phase? Uh, Are we expecting there are going to be long lines uh, on Tuesday? And should that deter people from getting out? Definitely do not let it deter you. Please get out and vote. Please take your friends and family with you. 
There are rides, free rides to the polls. You can contact the Georgia Coalition for the People's Agenda for a free ride to the polls. And um, I understand that Uber and Lyft are not not giving free rides to the polls, but they are giving discounted rides to the polls. So um, there's no excuse. Get out and vote. Do p- be prepared, though, to stand in line. And we do urge citizen, um, our elderly citizens and uh, poss- and disabled citizens, try to go on those off times where you don't have to stand in line. Um, but those, can't they cut to the front of the line if they need to? I don't think so. Really? Your website says you can if you are, I thought, because, oh, okay. yeah, no, yes, yes, yes. I, I saw something that said uh, provisions for voters with disabilities. Um, bum, 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 hmm. bum. Yes. Oh, I know what it is. Not disabilities. It's elderly voters. If um, between 930 okay. and 430 on Election Day, if you're 75 or older and Excellent. say you walk with a cane or a walker or have some sort of disability, you can you can okay. get in line and vote without without having to wait. Excellent. Thank so you. There Thomas. is that. There is that. <laughs> we try to be you know, we read up on some of the things. Can you give me an example, Tracy? You said earlier in our program that the league does not endorse parties. It does not endorse candidates. In fact, you work with them all if they take your survey. What are some of the things that you ask candidates in that League of Women Voters survey? You're just trying to, what, assess their values and where they stand on certain issues? Yes. And um, we do that and we take that information and then we may do a study on it. So... We have had studies, and I've been a member of the league for 17 years. We've done a study on privatization of jails, um, education, healthcare, immigration. So even if we have a position, because we're 98 years old, it may need to be updated. So we have done that as, as well. Um, and one of the one of the issues we're working on is is the ERA getting it ratified in all fifty states, um, and redistricting reform. Is and what do you guys issue. mean by that? Redistricting reform. Yes, the league is advocating across the United States for a fair process, an open and transparent process, and redrawing those district maps. Because what is happening is legislators are redrawing the district maps um and unfortunately that some of them are drawing it in their favor drawing uh areas that have voted historically against their party out of that district so that they are favored to continue to stay in um, when the, that re-election. the elected position oh. when the next re- uh, election comes and that is called gerrymandering and we're doing education and advocacy ar- around that, you, Condes, and I should be able to choose our legislators, not them choose us. Last question for you. If folks want to check out, again, the League of Women Voters Guide, give us that website one more time, and then I've got a little bit of information for, for voters before we wrap up. Great. That is www.vote411.org. Or you can go to our state website, which is www.lwvga.org. 
org, and that is for the League of Women Voters of Georgia, and click on the My Vote Counts. And again, as you said, if you have Election Day problems, one eight six six our vote but you also have uh, lines for in espanol uh, for asian multilingual assistance and also there's a hotline here listed on the vote 411 right at the bottom of the page everybody if if arabic is what your language is so you sounds like not sounds like it is what you guys are doing educating the voters and promoting democracy yes and that line is actually staffed by and monitored by um, attorneys by lawyers tracy atkinson president of the Georgia League of Women Voters. Thank you for your time. I guess one last message for our audience in advance of Tuesday. Go vote. Thank you. (laughs) Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.